TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. When most of us, the great unwashed, such as myself, think of opera, we may think of Bugs Bunny cartoons, um, but opera spans a wide variety of styles. It also spans a wide variety of presentations. And one of the really great companies in Pittsburgh that is keeping opera alive and presenting it to the public is the Opera Theater of Pittsburgh. Our guest this morning is Jonathan Eaton. He is the Artistic and General Director of the Opera Theater of Pittsburgh. Good morning, John. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Thank you for taking some time to talk with us. We want to talk to you about Summerfest, which is a bunch of really good shows, really popular shows um, that are coming up uh, this summer. Actually, they're ongoing right now, including uh, Carmen the Gypsy, uh, Kiss Me Kate, and I think a few others, Julius Caesar, Little Red Riding Hood. So um, a variety of styles and a variety of shows. There's really something for everyone. But um, tell me, first of all, how does the Opera Theater of Pittsburgh differ, for example, from the Pittsburgh Civic Light Opera um, or the Pittsburgh Opera? Well, um, there are two professional opera companies in town. Pittsburgh Opera is our biggest sister. Mm-hmm. Um, they tend to perform at the Benedum downtown with very large shows. Um, Civic Light Opera tends to do musical theater. Okay. Um, and we do a bit of everything. Ah, okay. Um, so, for instance, um, in our summer festival, we do a musical. Um, this year it's Kiss Me Kate. We also do mainline opera, um, but we do it all in English, so it's different to pretty much any other opera company in the country, except for the one in St. Louis. Which is probably something that people, if I can interrupt you for a second, is probably something that that may turn off people when they hear uh, the phrase opera. They think, oh, it's going to be in Italian, or it's going to be in Spanish, and I'm not going to, or German, and I'm not going to understand it. Right. Um, And sometimes people will think, I won't understand it. Um, The tickets are expensive. The singers are a long way away on stage. It's more about singing than acting. Mm -hmm. Um, But those impressions really don't apply to Opera Theatre Summerfest. Um, As our title suggests, we're an opera theatre company. Mm -hmm. So um, the music making is great. The singing is wonderful. But we're also really interested in creating theatrically exciting, gripping production. Okay. And since we um, sing in English, it's great that the audience can follow the story and follow the plot as we go along. Uh, And just as important as that, we don't perform in theatres with, say, 3,000 seats. Okay. Um, So in our medium-sized theatres, nobody is further away than, you know, 50, 60 feet. Ah. There's people on stage, not figures. Um, Our venues, they vary a bit this year. We have a tour of Carmen the Gypsy. Uh, That's actually already opened. Uh, It's a smaller scale production than, say, a grand opera version of Carmen. We've tried to reinvent it and make it uh, a flamenco-style Carmen that takes place in a flamenco bar. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Um, And the band has got, you know, guitar and accordion and piano, some of the instruments you might find in a bar. 
And we started out in a bar. Um, as it happens, 10 days ago, we opened in a hookah bar in Oakland. Sure, yeah, Big I know that one. Cafe. Yeah. yeah, it's a great place. It's uh, actually a church that's been converted into a hookah cafe. And the owners very um, kindly let us use their space, which is extraordinary and sort of Middle Eastern and gypsy hangings all over the walls. So it was a perfect place. Um, but it's intimate. And that goes back to this notion that we like our audiences to feel that they're part of the action, that they're directly involved, that it's up close and personal. Um, that production then went to what I happily call a Persian rug emporium, um, a sort of oriental carpet <laughs> warehouse. <laughs> okay. Um, and the audience could sort of sit back on a great pile of carpets um, and watch the action go by. Um, and if people uh, are looking for something to launch their holiday weekend with um, this coming July the 4th weekend, uh -huh. Carmen goes to a restored horse barn, actually. In Snuggery a farm. farm, it's called. Yeah, the Snuggery Farm up in Swickley Heights. Okay. Beautiful place set in rolling hills and lakes. Um, gourmet barbecue before. Then uh, we go to the horse barn to watch Carmen, and she's singing and dancing pretty much right there in your lap. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we end around a fire pit, I hope. Um, so great way to start a holiday. Two performances, and the price is right. Um, yeah, tickets start at $25 for some of these shows. Yeah, and if you're trying to put on a great big show in a great big theater with huge forces, yes, of course, it is expensive. But this Carmen, for instance, um, this Carmen is a smaller cast, smaller orchestra, um, not expensive. Uh, and if people come and join us um, for Carmen, and it's the first time they've come to Opera Theater, um, in our gratitude for their attending our show, we give a great big discount for folks who might like to then come back and see another opera with us um, later in the summer festival. Well, and you also have Kid Friendly, and we'll get into some of the specifics of, of some of these shows um, later on in the program. Jonathan Eaton from the Opera Theater of Pittsburgh is our guest this half hour. Uh, but you're doing Little Red Riding Hood uh, on several occasions this summer, mostly in the mornings on the weekends, and it's as little as $5 for children. Yeah. Um, well, we felt that there was an awful lot going on during the fall through spring mm -hmm. in Pittsburgh in theater and music and opera. And there was a lot less going on in the summer. Mm -hmm. So we decided Summerfest, which then made us think, well, we've got to be summery and we've got to be festive. So we put on this kids opera, Little Red Riding Hood. Mm -hmm. It's um, each Saturday that the festival is running at 11 a.m., um, it suits children of all ages, honestly. Um, my inner child quite enjoys it, too. It's, it's fairly short. It's like less than an hour. And it is yeah, the most... 45 it, minutes. It is the most all. performed children's opera in the world, I yes. read somewhere. Yeah. And it's really good. And it takes the traditional story of Little Red Riding Hood and puts a, um, a special twist or turn on it. What's I your box office heads. phone number? If I can interrupt you for a second again, Jonathan, I'm sorry, I keep doing that. If you, what's your phone number for people to get more information? Um, you can either call us on 412-326-9687 mm -hmm. or you can okay. short for Opera Theatre, OT Summerfest. 
Dot org. So .org. Um, I yep. know people are maybe not, they're riding in the car or something, uh, so we'll give those numbers out uh, several times during the program uh, so that people can can keep up with that. Let, let me go back. I opened this up by saying that people have these preconceived notions about opera, but I also, you, you mentioned that there are, I think you said, two professional opera companies in Pittsburgh. By which do you mean, do you mean that Opera Theater of Pittsburgh is um, semi-professional or what's the... No, no, no. Um, we're a professional company and the other professional company is the Pittsburgh Opera. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But, but the CLO, um, the CLO is, is more of a, tra- is hosting traveling yeah, shows. Yeah, we think of them as a musical theater or a Broadway company. Okay, thank you. I yeah. just wanted to confirm yeah. that these were all professional uh, uh, organizations, number one. I didn't know if they I write about these preconceived notions that people have that, that, that opera is this huge time commitment and, for me. And I'm thinking of Marge trying to get Homer to go to the opera and, <laughs> you know, in, 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 his, in his mind. Yeah. Um, yes, I think you're right. There is a bit of a preconception. Um, the top and, um, and that it may not matter to you much now or be relevant now. Um, opera theatre has always tried, um, partly through singing everything in English, to appeal to audiences and make the experience both accessible um, and fun or celebratory. So, for instance, um, we love to make a social occasion out of our events and um, at the Carmen, the gypsy that takes place in the horse barn this coming weekend. We love to put on a, a great barbecue beforehand and have folks come and have a, a bite and a drink and then go to the show. And that applies to all the shows we do, also in our main um, festival venue. And, and, and is this, is Carmen the gypsy, that's a, a, an ad, adaptation of, of the original Carmen? It is. We've taken the chorus out. Uh-huh. Um, we've reorganized it. And we've turned it more into a gypsy-influenced and flamenco-influenced um, show that's shorter, smaller, but packs a huge punch. And people will um, recognize, for instance, I, I, the, I'm assuming the Toreador song is, is kept as part of this. Toreador, yeah. that's the one. And, and, the, and, and the Habanera uh, song yeah, is, is yeah. kept. Okay. So, so, so All people... of those favorite songs are there. Um, that have been adapted and, and reused and, and have become part of uh, sort of our, our cultural literacy, I, I hope, um, through movies and TV and everything else. Very, very interesting. Um, Jonathan Eaton is the artistic director and general director of the Opera Theater of Pittsburgh. We are talking about Summerfest, which is uh, coming to a neighborhood near you. Uh, it is a variety of different shows, including uh, Carmen the Gypsy, uh, Richard Strauss's uh, A Silent Woman, uh, Julius Caesar, uh, Cole Porter's Kiss Me Kate, and Little Red Riding Hood, uh, which is a show for kids. Um, the Little Red Riding Hood performances start five or $35 a ticket. For more information, 412-326-968. Take a short break. Uh, when we come back, I want to ask you a little bit of the history of the opera. Great. You are listening to Radio 81 WEDO 1550WZU.com. We'll be back in 60 seconds. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation, celebrating 36 years of supporting community health programs and services for you and your family. The foundation works with UPMC McKeesport as well as through the Mon River Fleet Partnerships in Braddock, Clareton, Duquesne, and McKeesport. If you would like to make a donation to the McKeesport Hospital Foundation or find out more about it, visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. You're listening to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes. Support comes from the readers of TubeCityOnline.com 
and the Tube City Almanac, and we thank them for their support. If you'd like to contribute, please visit our website, call us at 412-614-9659, or email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. And we're back with Jonathan Eaton. He is the Artistic and General Director of the Opera Theater of Pittsburgh. We're talking about their Summerfest. Uh, you can find out more information at otsummerfest.org. You can also call 412-326-9687. Uh, Jonathan, before we took the break, I said I wanted to ask you a little bit about the history of the Opera Theater of Pittsburgh. My understanding is that it was founded by uh, uh, Miss Mildred Miller-Posvar, um, who was a famed uh, mezzo-soprano, am I correct? Absolutely. In her own right, um, and is also... Millie, as we like to call her... Oh, Millie, um, okay. Yeah. Was one of the great stars of American opera. Um, she's still on our board. She's still a wonderful presence with the company. Um, she was married to Chancellor Wesley Posvar. That's what at, I was about um, to say, okay. yeah. I think people yeah. may, in Pittsburgh may remember her best as, as being the wife of the late uh, Dr. Wesley Posvar from the University of Pittsburgh. Right. Um, in her heyday, well, she sang for 25 years at the Met. Um, she sang Carmen there many times, many other roles. She was the voice of Firestone. There were two grand divas of American opera, Beverly Sills and Mildred Miller. Yes. Um, Beverly was a soprano um, and Millie a mezzo. So, you know, the sopranos sometimes um, get more prominent attention. But Millie um, was a very, very impressive figure in the world of opera in America. And she founded our company. 1978, um, so you're coming up on a 40th anniversary? Yes, we're 38 years old uh -huh. now. Um, we've been performing in many different places over the last 38 years. Usually, um, the company has performed at the Bayam Theatre um, or other theatres during the regular culture season of fall through spring. And then most cultural institutions tend to take a break in the summer except um, our terrific CLO. Um, and we felt that uh, after 33 years, we should try becoming a summer festival, um, and that might be a way of serving our community better, since there was a lot less going on in the summer. Um, and we think that's been a big success. And as a festival, um, it's not just one or two productions and one or two performances of those. It's actually six productions. Wow with multiple performances, so they are in um, rolling repertory, as they say. Multiple venues and multiple shows. The logistics of this uh, impress me tremendously. How long? How many years have you been doing Summerfest? Um, five years. This is our fifth. Okay. And we've grown each year. Um, this year we became too big for our previous venue, so we've moved into a new location for the main festival. Okay. Um, and we're really happy to be... Um, in a brand-new renovated theatre. And which one is that? the Thurston School. Okay. Um, it's in the heart of Shadyside. Mm -hmm. um, not many people will know, actually, that there is a theatre in the, in the school, which Thurston is a well-known school in uh -huh. Shadyside, but um, we're the first company, really, to have um, moved in to become resident in their theatre in the summer. Um, so people can come in, discover a new location, new venue... Um, state of the art. It's great. <laughs> um, and it's big enough for us to be able to rehearse um, five or six productions simultaneously. And that's a huge asset. The the so show you said that was in the Persian Rugs Warehouse was in the West End of Pittsburgh, just past the West End Circle. Yeah. Um, so you, you really are uh, getting the Cook's tour of uh, the Pittsburgh area here. Yeah. 
Um, in fact, we've got people who've followed this carmen from every venue because each venue <laughs> is so different from the hookah bar to the Persian rug house to the horse barn then back into our um, main festival location theatre. Ah, but you haven't come down our way yet. We'll have to get you ah, to the... Well, you better invite To us. the Carnegie Library we'll of Homestead come, or something. We'll come. <laughs> All right, so if you're listening out there, people with venues in the South Hills and uh, East Hills uh, area, uh, Carnegie Library of Munhall, I'm looking at you. Uh, get the Opera Theatre of Pittsburgh on the phone and, and, and bring them next year for summer. 687 uh, is the phone number for more information. We're talking about the uh, Opera Theatre of Pittsburgh Summer Fest, which is going on through... Uh, the end of July, um, many different shows in many different locations, uh, including Little Red Riding Hood, uh, which is for kids of all ages. Uh, tickets for that one start at $5 for children. Uh, most of the other shows are uh, between $25 and $75 for adults. So there's there's different price points and different price levels. Um, if you think opera is expensive, that's... Uh, uh, a little bit more affordable, I think, probably in most people's budgets. Um, I, I sense from your... Uh, Jonathan Eaton is the general director and artistic director. Jonathan, I sense from your accent that you're not from Clareton. Oh, I've been polishing up this fake English accent Is that right? Years. Yeah, I gr- grew up in Jefferson Hills, did you? Uh, where, where is home for you? And uh, tell us a little bit about how uh, you went into this career in the theater. been here for 15 years. I've actually been resident in America for about 30 years. Trinity College, did I read that? Yes, in Cambridge, uh-huh. and went through the British school. So I went to boarding schools in England, actually. Tell me about, tell me, wait, wait a minute, you're not just going to drop that and, and keep going. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Was your, your dad in the diplomatic corps, or how did that happen? He was, um, he was an engineer okay. with the colonial service in Uganda. Okay. And Uganda was then one of the British colonies. Mm-hmm. Um, it gained independence in the late 60s. Um, so I was brought up there. Um, it was a, a marvelous, is a marvelous country. Um, great place for a kid, perfect climate. <clears throat> and um, I'm probably one of the few people in Pittsburgh who can sing you nursery songs in Swahili, huh. um, as well as opera in Italian. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I think the former is my better achievement, honestly. And, and for, for how long then did you live in Uganda before you went to boarding school? Um, well, they sent me off to boarding school when I was eight, but okay. my parents and family lived in Uganda until I was about 13. Okay. And w- from where does the love of musical theater come? From your parents or from, bo- from, from school? From a canny mother. My uh-huh. mum was a canny lady, still mm-hmm. is actually. She's 98. Oh, my gosh. Um, and she loved to sing, and my dad loved music. And in Uganda then, there was no radio, no television. So everyone provided their own entertainment. Um, and all of those um, folks in the small English community would, oh, uh, they'd get up and they'd do Gilbert and Sullivan and they'd do choruses from the Messiah and everyone would sit around a piano and they'd uh, have a great time. Um, and I think that's where it began, actually. Okay. I can remember sitting um, underneath a small grand piano <laughs> as a five or a six-year-old with my mum singing arias from Gilbert and Sullivan. Oh, my gosh. Um, the one was, poor wandering one, yada-da-dum-ba-dee-dee, and this uh, music teacher banging away on the notes. And <laughs> sound under that piano is pretty extraordinary. It's a good place to listen to a recital. I'd recommend it. In fact, I think we should probably sell really expensive tickets for folks to sit under the pianos at our coming recitals. <laughs> 
it's it's so interesting and, and we could talk about this for for some time i, I had someone from a uh, rock band uh on the show uh or, or on a different show that i do <clears throat> last weekend and and i said well how did you get into rock music and he said well he yeah. said my parents you know I was growing up in clareton actually he said i was growing up and they my parents bought a piano he said and nobody there knew how to play it so they sent me for lessons and that's how he ended up in a career uh in music uh there was you, you know pianos the, they they really you know, lead people into music. And music is such a wonderful thing, and so is singing. Yeah. I sometimes feel a bit sad that um, singing isn't as much part of our everyday lives and culture as it used to be. Yeah, as it was a few <laughs> generations ago. We, yeah. have, we have one more 60-second break to come back. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I hope the listeners are, too. Our guest is Jonathan Eaton. He is the Artistic and General Director of the Opera Theater of Pittsburgh. They are engaged right now in Summerfest, uh, bringing opera in English uh, to a venue probably near you, if you're within the sound of my voice. You can uh, find out more information at 412-326-9687 or visit otsummerfest.org. When we come back from the break, uh, I want to ask you about these specific shows, ask you if you have a favorite, and also ask you uh, how they were selected, okay? Great. Looking forward to it. You're listening to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 WZUM, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM in McKeesport, and TubeCityOnline.com. We'll be back in 60 seconds to wrap this show up. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation. Since 1976, the foundation has addressed key concerns that affect our good health, as well as our education, social needs, recreation, safety, and security. The foundation partners with UPMC McKeesport and other agencies to eliminate barriers to all services for all residents of the Mon Valley. Visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. The loss of our local daily newspaper is hitting everyone hard, and one thing many folks are missing is our local obituary page. At Tube City Community Media, we're trying to help. McKeesportobituaries.com is a free service, updated every day with memorials and death notices from throughout the Monoc area. It's a partnership with your local funeral professionals. We would appreciate your tax-deductible contribution, but you'll never have to pay to get the information you need. It's just a mouse click away. McKeesportobituaries.com. Another service of Tube City Online. And we're back for a final few minutes with Jonathan Eaton. He is the Artistic and General Director of the Opera Theater of Pittsburgh. We're talking opera, we're talking musical theater, and we're talking Summerfest, which is an affordable, fun way for you to uh, get to experience some opera sung in English, I keep saying that, um, in a venue near you. Uh, Before we took the break, I I asked you, Jonathan, um, uh, to tell us a little bit more about the shows and, and how they were, were chosen. We talked a little bit about Carmen the Gypsy, which is an adaptation of Bizet's Carmen, um, sung in English and set in a flamenco setting. Uh, we also talked about Little Red Riding Hood, uh, which is a show for kids, and it's uh, running mostly on, in morning performances um, on Saturdays and Sundays. Tell us about the other shows. How were they selected? Well, each year we like to do one of the grand traditional musicals, um, Great American musicals. This year it's Kiss Me Kate. Which is a Cole Porter uh, favorite. It's from a Cole Porter. Late 40s? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Marvelous show. Some great songs that people may know the song, but perhaps not know that it comes from Kiss Me Kate, like Brush Up Your Shakespeare. Um, and the Shakespeare connection is interesting because it's uh, a, a Cole Porter play with music derived from Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew. And it's a hoot. It's really funny. Really good. 
um, lovely thing to do on a summer evening or a summer afternoon. Um, we also, we are Opera Theatre of Pittsburgh, so we're doing a couple of operas. Julius Caesar um, is one we've been wanting to do for several years now. It's a Handel opera, so an early 18th century one, and really interesting. It follows part of the story of Julius Caesar falling in love with Cleopatra. Um, so there's a, um, a decent love affair <laughs> on mm -hmm. stage. But um, the music is very special indeed, and so are the singers involved. Uh, we're working with Chatham Baroque, which is one of the nation's premier Baroque ensembles, and they're accompanying the story. Um, and the piece was written originally for three castrati. Um, so, yes, those are singers who sound like the word imply. Uh -huh. um, in the early 18th century, the superstars of popular entertainment... Um, that takes quite a commitment to one's art. Opera. Yeah, I don't think that the guys who became um, the system caught them up. Uh -huh. But uh, families would try and hope that the sons would become superstars because, hey, then they're all set for life. And the life of a superstar, very wealthy international singers, um, you know, not that bad. Um, but there is a certain price to pay initially. Sure. Um, and they had the most amazing voices, these castratos. They could sing very high, very low, very flexibly, and very loudly. So the opera composers wrote operas for that special vo voice, and Julius Caesar was written for such a voice. And here's something I'm proud of. We happen to have in Pittsburgh um, a singer whom we call a countertenor, so not a castrato, mm -hmm. but a man who sings in falsetto voice high up. Funnily enough, pop singers use that falsetto voice a lot, a lot more than normal opera singers do. Um, and this guy is becoming a world star um, who is a Pittsburgher. He's a sort of Pittsburgh champion. I think Pittsburgh has always supported its champions. And we at Opera Theatre um, like to employ Pittsburghers, help them with their careers. So one of the things that also makes us a different opera company is that not only do we perform in Pittsburgh, but amongst our singers, there's a, a majority of Pittsburgh artists. Okay. And Andre Nemza is one of those, and he sings Julius in Julius Caesar. And we have a couple of other countertenors and a local lady singing Cleopatra. And it's a, an exquisite show, really different. This, if you've not been to a Handel opera, you have never heard before. Huh. And, of course, it's in English. Um, I think it's an accessible show. You know, we all know a part of the story of Caesar and Cleopatra. So it's also a good one to try out um, if you've never been to the opera. Okay. Then we have, um, for the last three or four years, we've been doing um, romantic operas by... A German composer, Richard Strauss. Mm -hmm. Or Strauss. Um, yeah, thank you for pronouncing that correct. The Bolt King. Uh -huh. um, he's written uh, a number of works that don't often get performed in America. Um, and it's nice to be a bit different to other companies. And by doing the Strauss, we are definitely different. The one we're doing this year is called The Silent Woman, and the star is a soprano, so you can bet your life she's not silent. <laughs> 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 On the contrary! You know, I think quite a few wine glasses will get shattered by this soprano. And this is from 1935, I believe? Yes. Uh -huh. And it's a, as far as anything German is, 
It's a frothy romantic comedy um, about an older guy, um, an admiral, actually, who got blown up on his ship and his eardrums um, have been damaged. So he likes silence around him. And he thinks that the perfect thing to do is to find a young, silent woman to marry. <laughs> he gets tricked into marrying one who turns out not to be silent. <laughs> um, <laughs> And at the end of the story, he sort of gets his comeuppance, but rather graciously, he accepts that he was being a bit of an old fool. I, I, should, have mentioned, um, <laughs> I should have mentioned that the theme of Summerfest this year for the Opera Theater of Pittsburgh, and we're just about out of time, is divas. So these, yeah. all, each of these shows that you're seeing, that people can see this in, in a prominent role. Yeah, Carmen, okay. Kate and Kiss Me Kate, Cleopatra, soprano with her high C's in The Silent Woman Who Isn't Silent. <laughs> for more information, call 412 412- Three two six nine six eight seven. You can also visit the website at otsummerfest.org. Carmen the Gypsy, Julius Caesar, Kiss Me Kate, uh, Nightcaps, Little Red Riding Hood, and The Silent Woman. Did I get all of them? You got them. I don't you know how em. you're. I don't know how you are doing the set changes and the costume changes and the music changes. Um, the logistics of this are, are very impressive. Uh, Jonathan Eaton has been our guest. He is the artistic and general director. Hey, thanks so much for having me. And if any of your listeners come to the festival, come up and say hi. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated, WEDO Radio, or those of WZUM 1550. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution or find out how you can underwrite this program, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes, or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online.